I'm Michelle Joyner, EMIM resident. Hey, I'm Zach Wiesner, EMIM resident. Kevin Amokwondo, EM resident. Join us on The Fishbowl, making residency transparent. Here we'll talk about issues facing residents, including education gaps, emerging medical news, as well as social factors affecting American medicine. You can expect episodes from us on Fridays, not every Friday, because we're still residents. So, Michelle, we have this new podcast that we are trying to develop. Tell us a little bit about it. What's uh, what's the game plan? So the kind of idea behind this podcast was really to address some of the education gaps coming from medical school to residency. Notice that it was a bit of a rough transition like it is for everyone. And there's just some things that we aren't taught in med school or things that we don't always give a lot of attention to. So our education gaps, like things, human trafficking in the emergency room, um, how to have difficult family conversations, how to really address what's going on in our world of medicine with the hot topics and how we should feel, how we should look into them, um, I think really deserves more attention. Yeah, absolutely. I certainly have come across things that I don't think I was prepared for. Um, Kev, you obviously work in the emergency department a lot more than Michelle and I do. What's been your experience? It's been gruesome at times. Um, there, I, I think that like, in in terms of stuff that like we were supposed to be taught or not even supposed to be like maybe like the gaps that like you know you were sort of kind of like alluding to um it's there, there's a lot of like flow that like is a huge learning curve like especially in the emergency department like throughput is like the big like word that like we all talk about and um obviously like that's something that like comes with like efficiency but and you know i could be like you know, doing that whole millennial thing or like even just like a young person thing where I'm saying like, oh, you know, like, or I'm seeing this from like one perspective, but like, this is just like how it's always been. But like, I think it's just, it's, I think times have changed in like the emergency department. Like we don't, we didn't have these kinds of volumes that we had like, you know, earlier. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so like when our preceptors came through, like the workflow was different bureaucracy was different yeah, waiting like, room medicine is uh, completely new is now a term that yeah, we use which exactly. is insane <laughs> yeah like uh what were they calling them like superflow or overflow like mm-hmm. rooms and whatnot like mm-hmm. what was that even like 10 years ago like i've been in this game probably since like 2009 and i've never seen anything mm-hmm. like what it is right now so yeah i think there's like a lot absolutely yeah um you know, just kind of taking a step back, um, when we started talking about when we were going to do a podcast, I was approached by Michelle and she was just like, so I think we should do a podcast. And I was like, what? And, um, you know, we sat down at a Panera and we were kind of going through some ideas and like what we would talk about. And I said it to her at the time, I was like, well, this is never going to materialize. So it's currently like 1am on a Saturday (laughs) night and 
admittedly, there's a bottle of wine missing and maybe a glass or two of whiskey that we've had to kind of loosen up. But, you know, I guess my question to you both is, where do you guys see this podcast going? I hope that we can help. And it might just be the stage of training that I'm in. I'm hoping that we can help ease the transition because I feel like, you know, there's so much medical knowledge to know. We're so focused on knowing the textbook, knowing the textbook presentations, and then, oh, wait, patients don't present as a textbook. So no the presentations outside of the textbook. But then we don't really talk about all these other things that we had mentioned before, like these kind of education gaps. So I'm hoping that this podcast will help ease the transition for residents, not only from like med students into intern year, but even as we progress through our training. And then we also have to talk about this big transition that we have to make into attendings. So I'm hoping really at the end of the day, we make this transition a little bit easier for people, make it feel a little bit more comfortable. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm hoping to see this evolve, um, like as we all grow, because like right now, like, you know, we're very early in our residency programs. And I think that the insight that we have now will be different two and a half years from now, three and a half years for you guys and so on and so forth. So um, I think that like, having our perspectives kind of like you know like as we're helping people like as we go through this um and like i'm just going to keep harping on what you said like you know like bridging that gap you know like making it making sure that people know that like they're not alone throughout this process and that like you know they're going what they're going through we are also going through and making it known that like you know like it's it's going to be a lot and that it will like you know we will speak up on topics that you know like may be uncomfortable to speak about at times or you know like let people know that like hey yeah like i don't know how pg i'm going to or how pg 13 or whatever like i'll, I'll keep it clean for now but whatever we can edit our beeps later on um but yeah like um i, I think that because like even for me like i i had like medical gaps and like now i well partially because of covid and so now i beg everyone to do like an icu rotation and like you know like to get like those kinds of like um like tips tricks and like little support things out to like the general public of our cohort of people who are going through like medicine you know to get it out them or get it out to them so that they know that like yeah it's going to be okay kevin would you dare to say that we're trying to make residency transparent oh my gosh you can totally say exactly that (laughs) oh my goodness yeah and zach what do you hope to get out of this i mean i guess kind of to both your points you know i i right around the same time that we were kind of discussing the foundations of this podcast there was actually a resident out in california dr jing may that had at the same time, and very unfortunately committed suicide. You know, physicians face suicide at a much higher rate in comparison to the general population, where it's one in 10 times higher for physicians in the United States. And I I don't think that comes as any surprise. You know, 
residents are in innumerable amount of debt when they're done with their training and then they take on a low salary role and at some point hopefully transition to a attending role which does pay a substantial amount of more but the problem is that you are typically in eight years of training you have a kid you might have a house you might have a car you have credit card payments so the financial end is atrocious and i think that that's not talked about enough to the point where we're seeing policy in action so that's one arm. The mental health is another, and probably the most important for me. You know, we're going to get into some dicey topics, I think, regarding a personal area of interest of mine, which is climate change. And we're talking about things like healthcare is actually the, depending on the scale you look at, the third to fifth leading cause of carbon emissions. When we talk about plastic pollution, you know, it's one of the leading contributors to that. And I don't think that, you know, if you don't talk about it, how are you supposed to know? From my understanding, there's a lot of medical education podcasts. When I was kind of scrolling through, I was like, well, what the heck is the format for this? And as I was going through, I didn't see a talk show, so to speak, on addressing these issues. So that's where I ultimately kind of hope to go. We're able to, you know, do some research, invite some guests get perspectives from residents all over the country, from Alaska to Florida to New Mexico, heck, and even if possible overseas. You know, the goal is to understand perspective. And for me, when we're talking about high level issues, we need to get variety of opinions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of these topics, um, they're considered taboo to talk about. And I feel like a lot of people that know me know that I no topic is off the table. Like I'll talk about anything, anywhere. I don't care. I, you know, I, I don't like the idea of taboo topics because then we leave these really important things on the table and they're not discussed and they can't be unpackaged and they can't be understood and really kind of dissected. And that leaves a lot of shadows and a lot of problems. And so if we are, if you will, brave enough um, to kind of unpack those and really bring those into the light, I, I think we'll be doing a service to a lot of people. Oh, for sure. So like, as someone who I, I grew up just trying to like make it mm-hmm. or not, oh, not make it necessarily. Like, I, I would say, I would try not to rock the boat. I, I would try to just like not wiggle, but just kind of like, you know, like slide under the radar. Yeah, and not make of, waves. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And like that worked well for a very long time. And then I realized that I was just like subtly frustrated about a lot of things. And I was frustrated and not doing anything about mm-hmm. it and I realized it's because I wasn't talking about it and people didn't know that I was frustrated about those things and it would come out in sometimes like unfortunate or nefarious ways and so I think that um over the years more recent years I've learned that like you know if you're not talking about it then you're not going to do anything about it and um I think that like things just need to start with a conversation yeah, no, that's a great point. Um, I think like my aha moment when it comes to like not making waves and, you know, staying quiet. And I grew up 
in the South where there's a lot of things you don't talk about. Like it's not acceptable to talk about. And I just remember there was a point in my life that I spoke up with a group of mixed friends and acquaintances and quickly found out that a lot of the people in that group had similar frustrations and similar experiences. And once I kind of like broke the seal, if you will, um, it was insane where the conversation took us and we actually did something about the situation that we were collectively in that we all thought we were on isolated islands and we weren't. And so that was kind of the like, oh my gosh, like I need to start talking about these things. Why don't we talk about these things? Why don't we talk about finance? Why don't we talk about mental health, suicide, like these things that we try to keep a lid on because they're they're not fun topics. They can get nasty. They can get dark. They can get uncomfortable. Um, but they're only that way partially because we don't talk about them. And I mean, just to add to, I mean, the other thing we don't talk about is being a woman in medicine. You are a mom of two. Mm -hmm. You are super mom. Exactly. (laughs) You have a husband, you have a house, you got the two, three pets that I've lost track of at this point. (laughs) And I mean, I, I think, you know, society tells us that you have done all the things right. And I think it tells you at the same time that you can't be upset with any of that. And that's not necessarily true. I think we take on a very hard role. There is a lot of, I think, unforeseen nuances in medicine and unforeseen challenges in medicine that you take home with you. Just, I think, again, going back to what we talked about, having that perspective is eye-opening. Yeah, no, yeah, it is. There's, There's a lot, there's a lot to it. Yeah, I don't know too many people like you. <laughs> I've I've heard that, but usually not in a great, usually not in such a good context. No. Yes, like as I was just saying earlier, like I'm out here just trying to eat a vegetable like once or twice a week, and you know, you and your wonderful partner Jake have been able to keep so many things alive. Maybe not your plants. Yeah, not the plants. Not the plants. Uh, <laughs> I have a lot of plants. <laughs> Zach's, Zach's plants are thriving. Um, as long as I don't touch them. Uh, but mine ICU month uh, made sure all of my plants died. Except the snake plant. It's still going strong. Her patients, on the other hand, did phenomenal. We should have. <laughs> hey, hey, that's, that's what matters, right? Can always buy more plants. <laughs> And yeah, I mean, like, I think that having your perspective will be, like, invaluable. And um, I think, like, we each bring something, like, really unique to this table, which will be oh, like, yeah. really cool to explore throughout, like, however long we do this for. And hopefully this, you know, keeps going past residency mm-hmm. and maybe we'll all get our own microphones <laughs> like, you know. cross country style <laughs> yeah. oh the setup the setup for this if anyone saw i took a picture for the instagram but we got you know we got three or four bottles of wine we've only drank one of them just to be clear you know there's two bottles i'm a whiskey guy i was a whiskey bartender I got a couple bottles of glenn levitt and a little bit of legacy um very fancy it's all lost on me no but like it's great we got the laptop we got two microphones for three people i think think we're doing pretty good i think we're doing all right (laughs) so i guess you know as we you know kind of start this journey together um you know i michelle you and i've had the chance to work together on a couple months um kevin and i have obviously you know we actually met 
at um, Do Day on the Hill back in oh, I think it was wow. 2018 March. No, it, it had to. Oh yeah, actually yeah, 2018. So yeah. we that's actually when Kevin and I first met, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I like that kid. We're gonna <laughs> we're definitely gonna we're definitely gonna get along. And sure enough, it, interestingly enough, we ended up in residency together. <laughs> yep. But we've been advocating for policies even since med school. So I, I'm excited to see, you know, what this will bring to the table. It's kind of, for me, you know, we, we, we kind of circled back a little bit to this, to this, you know, table having a cup of coffee. Well, I am, I'm, I'm on night float right now, so I'm a little bit wired. <laughs> um, you know, as we're sitting here kind of going through, you know, what we're hoping to accomplish, where we see this going, what the foundation and what the rules are for this, for this, you know, essential meeting of the mind, so to speak, it'll be, um, it'll be a challenge. And I think that I certainly sometimes wonder if we're pushing the boundaries a little bit with, you know, kind of getting into the nitty gritty stuff. Um, I think ultimately though, the goal and the, the idealism here is to promote healthy, happy lives of residents while at the same time encouraging a better professional standard in the hospitals that we work for and for our lives, so to speak. It can only go up. And that's the bar. That's the goal. Love that. Yeah. I um, I think that this will be a really cool journey for us three and anyone who joins us. And I'm along for the ride. So let's go. <laughs> we kind of dragged you into this. Absolutely fine. I was a little <laughs> hesitant at first, but I was like, "Hey, you know so what? was Zach." I mean, <laughs> we so should. Was you. It was. It was all the show. <laughs> we have Taylor Swift over here. <laughs> it's me. It was. I don't even. Oh gosh, when. It was early. It was, it was early. I don't think we'd had many interactions. No, you were other. on shift with Oni. You were on faculty, yeah. I think. And um, what was I on? I think I was You're on. You were on GI? I was on GI. Yeah, because you, you kept coming into the call room. And I think that's what made me think of you. I was listening. Room. Yeah, our, our, <laughs> our, 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 sorry, our resident call room. And I was, I was like driving home listening to a podcast. I was like, I want to do this. I think this would be so much fun. I want to do this. Who I'm not gonna be able to do it by myself. So who's gonna who would help me? Who would be a great personality? And I was like, oh my god, Zach. I have to talk to Zach. <laughs> because you would you would always come in because you were on GI and you'd do your notes and you'd sit like at the computer behind me. Like, I he's perfect. So the next morning I walked in, and I was like, hey, you wanna do a podcast? You totally do, right? Like, you can do it. It would be great. Let's do it. She was very persuasive. <laughs> to be to honest, yeah, no no Jedi mind tricks here. It was, it took like two sentences. And he was like, sure, okay, whatever. And in my mind, I'm thinking, this will never last. <laughs> and here we are. And here we are. Oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, so... You know, I think that's a pretty good setup for where we're hoping to go. Um, any challenges that you foresee as we go forward? Um, I think it is, especially when we start unpacking these difficult topics um, and getting into like political stuff as well. I think it's really important to remember 
um, that these are our personal opinions. They don't reflect any specific programs, regions, hospitals, anything like that. Um, and of course, again, they're personal opinions based on our previous experiences. They're very, very personalized. Um, just because someone has a differing opinion doesn't make it incorrect or invalid or anything like that. So um, definitely open for discussion. We can disagree and still walk away as friends. Um, just a reminder, like with listeners, like it's, it's fine. We can have different opinions and still be, and still be good. Kev, what challenges do you see? Well, I mean, she's still mine. So it's fine. (laughs) fine. Um, But I think that like, it's, it's really going to be about like, so I, I think actually maybe for me that like one of my challenges may be, and I think that like, it'll be helpful if we are all very open like very like honest um because like if you try to curtail it like maybe to be like and i'm not saying that like we're, we're not we're not bigots here we're not like you know like people who are out to like seek the downfall of other people but like you know i think that if you try and curtail it and make it like ever so slightly or maybe even to PC, then like, you know, like you lose out on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we're going to be respectful about a lot of things, but you know, our opinions will be our own, um, however drastic or non-conforming they may be. Um, and so, yeah. And then like, also, I, I think, you know, just hopefully <laughs> does not, <laughs> um, or hopefully we just, I, I hope that we keep a majority of the people along for the ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we'll be able to do that. Cause I think what, what I'm hoping to come of it is like presenting, you know, facts. Here's what's going on. Here's what's being talked about. Here's some maybe in the moment accounts or personal accounts of, of situations. And then of course we can weigh in with our opinions as well. Um, but after presenting the facts and letting people come to their own conclusion as well. Absolutely. Context is always going to be a challenge. I think, especially in today's society of, you know, confirmation bias that we face, people can go online and they can confirm whatever their personal beliefs are. And that that is, I think, one of the big challenges that we have in a media society. So, you know, the goal I think here, and I, I think Michelle said it best, you know, we have to have as much factual based information from trusted sources. There has to be some level of interpretation, which, you know, is arguably opinion based. And ultimately there's a conclusion from that. Um, does that mean it's the right move? Of course not. You know, we're, we're residents simply just trying to get by. Um, you know, I, we have a lot of experience in different areas. I was, you know, fortunate enough to have worked as a paramedic and an EMS director for 15 years before medical school, or I'm sorry, before residency started. Um, so, you know, there's some areas where I have a very strong opinion on um, versus, you know, someone like Kevin who spent time in an ER as a, as a scrub. Scribe. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 
someone described. <laughs> Full respect for our surgical colleagues. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, um, I mean, like, if you want to count my lifeguard experience at the age of 14, and then I did EMS for a little bit, and then I was a transcriptionist. That's the, the word. ER. That's the word. Um, Michelle, did you have any experience before med school? Yeah, I, um, I've, oh gosh, I've worked so many jobs. Um, most of the time throughout college, I had two to three jobs at a time. Um, yeah, I know. I, I don't know. Money, you know, bills, you gotta pay them bills. <laughs> um, but most of my time was spent as a, a medical scribe in an emergency department. And then I went on to be a chief scribe and a floor trainer. Um, and then I decided, oh, you know what? I want more patient experience, so I'll become a CNA. Uh, and so I did that for a little bit, um, which was arguably the hardest job I've ever had. Um, being so a nursing time. assistant on a med surge floor inpatient was brutal. It is a brutal job. So mad respect for the individuals uh, helping out with that in our hospitals. Um, and then, and then went to med school. But I've had so many. Like I volunteered with the Boy Scouts for their medical assistance. I've volunteered at like juvenile arthritis camps as medical. Like it's. There's a laundry list. Oh my gosh, I definitely, I, I've, so I've had 16 jobs before residency started. <laughs> and how old are you? I am 32. Oh, um, <laughs> I am also on the verge of dying my hair for the listeners <laughs> on here. So um, that being said, you know, I, I had the opportunity to work as a drug rep for two different companies. Um, there's a whole aspect I, I have to imagine we're eventually going to hit on pharmaceutical mm -hmm. medicine. Absolutely. Um, or I'm sorry, pharmaceutical companies. Mm -hmm. I have to imagine we're definitely going to talk about that. Um, I spent a lot of time in a couple jobs doing research. Uh, Rango's Research Center in Pittsburgh, followed by the NIH down in Bethesda. Um, I had the opportunity to be a whiskey bartender, which is probably my favorite job out of all of them. And then a paramedic followed by an EMS director in Monroeville, Pennsylvania. So it's been, I mean, it's been a cool, cool runaround. Now, you know, I get to- That is insane. Uh, how many lives have you lived? It's more like how many lives I have left at this point. <laughs> so like, <laughs> we're, we're cooking, you know, we're cooking hard. I mean, most of us only have one. You seem to have had many and still mm -hmm. have many more to go, so. It was the whiskey bartender. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you need to be the guy on the Dos Equis commercial. <laughs> don't always drink beer. <laughs> we'll definitely get around to that. Um, but I, I think um, the point that we're trying to make is every single one of us here has a different perspective on challenges facing you know, the medical community here in the United States. So, I mean, it'll certainly be interesting when we get into the topics of like, you know, I'm just gonna throw something out there. We'll be talking about like, do we do nationalized healthcare or not? You know, I have to imagine, I, I'm already looking at the eyes rolling on that one. That's definitely gonna spark some conversation. There's no eye rolls, just eye widening. <laughs> <laughs> because you, again, like you talk about different backgrounds, 
growing up in Texas, very conservative family. Mm -hmm. There's that background that I still carry with me. It has altered quite a bit uh, through my life, but it's still it's still in the background, right? Absolutely. So there's some of the stuff you just can't you can't outgrow sometimes. For sure, for sure. And like you know, like I myself like. I've had like a lapse in like healthcare before and like I know mm -hmm. exactly what it's like to experience the healthcare system without insurance mm -hmm. and it is horrific. Oh yeah. Like, it is so expensive. Like I am actually like still like financially trying to like recover from oh, yeah. like the ripple effect of that cost. Absolutely. And so and then like again, like I have well not again, but like I have, you know, like some family members who are like, you know, pretty suppressed SES and like to see them go through their healthcare needs and try to get them addressed without different things. Like it's it's a lot. Mm -hmm. And I I think that we're going to have a lot of content to go over. And, oh like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I appreciate the backgrounds that we all come from. No, and I, I, I hear you there. There was a time um, when my first son was born that we had to choose between some medical bills and rent. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it gets tense. Mm -hmm. It gets tense. Yeah. So it is. I think it'll be a great topic, and I love that we are a very diverse group like we bring a lot of different things to the table yeah. and so i think we'll be able to provide a lot of different perspectives mm -hmm. for each topic yeah our own thoughts feels and humors mm -hmm. <laughs> we got a lot of humor <laughs> we got a lot of humor um it's a carefully crafted team <laughs> check out the bloopers <laughs> just check out the bloopers so I guess you know we'll see where it goes and um, I have to tell you I'm looking forward to working with all of you and hopefully you know we can get a lot of feedback from our listeners um, any residents listening to this across the country we're certainly looking for people to interview um, we'd definitely love to have you on the podcast, and we hope to build a really cool network of people as we move forward in this journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be really cool. Cheers, guys.